Hi, this is O'Hara with The Soloist, conversations on music, education, soul, life, and many things in between. And today we are with another episode of the Suzuki Cast. Hello and welcome, friends. Before we start, here's something I want to say. I'm looking to grow the podcast to reach more listeners. I'd much prefer to do it without the use of advertising. If you like this podcast, here is how you can help. You will find a PayPal link in the show notes. And I will be very grateful for any offering your heart calls you to do. No obligations. And thank you for your generosity. Hello, friend, and welcome to Suzuki Cast, week four of Back to the Groove. In week one, which was episode 23, we talked about making practice pleasant. In week two, episode 25, we talked about turning up. Week three, episode 27, was dedicated to the content, what to practice. Each of these episodes could stand by itself, but if you are back to lessons after the summer holiday, you would find it more beneficial to follow the order, step by step, one step at a time. In this case, one week at a time, or longer if needed. Achieving one thing and then adding the next one. So what we have by now is a pleasant practice where your child turns up without fighting or resisting and you know what to do during practice time. We will conclude this theme by talking about time. Time a rare commodity in today's lives. So many books, workshops, seminars, lectures, articles, and whatnot have been dedicated to the subject of time, which shows how central this topic is in our lives. Among them, you could find how to manage your time. Can time be managed at all? how to make the best of your time, how to make more time in your life, and so on and so on. A very long list with the word time as a topic. Today, I'd like to talk with you about time and practice or time in practice. We want to help our children develop the skill of playing the instrument. In Suzuki words, the development of ability cannot be accomplished by mere thinking or theorizing, but must be accompanied by action and practice. End quote. This is showing us that time is necessary to consider when we come to practice plan at home. In other words, as you are planning your practice sessions, your practice uh, reality at home, it's very necessary to include time, to consider time. 
Now, time is connected to routine. I refer to routine as the thing that needs to be done on a daily basis. Synonymous to routine would be regular, customary, habitual, day by day, ordinary, and familiar. So we want to make practice time or practice session all of the above, regular, customary, habitual, on a daily basis, ordinary, and familiar. Now, practice routine is the skeleton of practice in my eyes. It's not the quality of practice, which we looked in week one, keeping a pleasant atmosphere. Practice routine is more of week two content when we talked on turning up. This week, we will look at making turning up a routine. We all know that when something is a routine, we do it unquestionably, whether we like it or not. Liking it or not does not appear as a point of consideration, even when it is preferred. We would like to, we would like, to like what we do, but it's not a must. If I do something every day, it will be because I know it's important and or I want to improve in it. I will then make a point and plan of doing it consistently to the importance, so the importance of it is manifested in my life or I improve in doing it. It can be with anything as trivial as brushing teeth, eating healthy food, watching an exercise regime, actually keeping an exercise regime, not watching it, and playing the piano, and so on. When it comes to your children, when your children are young, you parent are in charge of the reason of creating a routine. Suzuki learning is a child-centered learning. The parent makes the decision based on the well-being of the child with the hope that one day the child will learn to appreciate it, understand the importance of it, and will want to improve it. When traveling with your children in the car, you don't let them sit behind the steering wheel but you take into account their well-being and safety. Students' ability grows at home. These are the words of Dr. Suzuki. And you don't want to wait for the lesson to improve your child's ability. So, we conclude here that anything that is done as a routine is beyond argument. I'll say it again. If it's a part of the routine, chances are that I will not argue about it. I'll just accept it because this is a part of my routine. Or in that case, in the reality and life, daily life of a child. So let's look at the time of practice. When to practice. This will be the first point we would like to observe. The best is to do it in the morning. The advantages of doing the practice in the morning are follow as follow. 
A, your child and you are at your best learning ability with fresh mind and fresh brain. B, less distractions happens usually in the morning. C, you could achieve in short morning practice much more than you could achieve in a longer afternoon or evening practice when the brain is saturated and tired. D. When you do your practice in the morning, you've done it and you're free the rest of the day. It is quite a satisfying feeling to know that practice has already been done. But I know that in some household, this is impossible. In some household, parents cannot do the practice in the morning. And you would know if you belong to this category. As much as it is desirable to have the same time every day, you still might need to have another time in some days. Let's say you chose morning practice, but twice a week you or your child have a morning activity another one, that you cannot do the practice then. In that case, you let your child know that on these days, practice will happen at such and such time, let's say afternoon. And best is to declare the time. So you say, we are going to practice every day, after breakfast, before breakfast, in the morning, and on Monday and Wednesday, we will practice around five o'clock or when we come back to school. Now, this is not just important for your child, it's important for you because you are creating the commitment in yourself. In any case, find the time that you could commit to having a practice session daily. Now, in pandemic time, if your kids and the rest of the family are at home, it would most likely be a different time than when you are not locked at home. So look at your daily life and reflect. You don't have to rush into making a decision about your practice time, but it's really important that you do it, one, before you start learning an instrument and or when you come back after a long holiday, summer holiday or time off, and you want to go back to the groove, refreshed with good habits. So you look at your daily life and reflect which time slot you see as the most appropriate for practice for you and your child. It does need to be for both of you, not just the child. I don't encourage practice when we don't have time. Sorry, I I will, sorry, I did, I said it wrongly. Let me say it again. I don't encourage Practice when we have time. Like sometimes people say, I don't have uh, a, set, a set time for practice. I practice when I have time. The reason I don't encourage it is t- because time is as elusive as money. When you say, I will put some money aside at the end of the month for saving, if I have some money left, you would find many months that nothing is left. While if you put aside at the beginning of the month some money, you will find out 
that you could manage the rest of the month financially well or quite well. And at the end of the year, you would have a nice saving. It's the same with time. If you think, ah, we'd practice whenever we have some time, you might realize that you did not have time in most days. So planning ahead is very important. And if you know you need to be consistent, you would either change your lifestyle or daily plan, or you might decide that Suzuki is not for you. As hard as it might be to come up with this decision that Suzuki is not for me, I would think it's a courageous and wise decision to make for parents who cannot commit, even though they really want it with all the heart. Your children could still, at that case, find another way of learning an instrument or another style or other musical activity that involves less commitment. What I'm saying is that we cannot go against what we have. If you have a certain time, which is very limited, or let's say all the times that you can practice are times that your, child are, your children are exhausted, that means that you cannot actually push practice and make it efficient. So again, it's really important to evaluate your life and to make the right decisions, not just for your child, but also for you, parent. When you find the time that is your practice time, because this is a time which is convenient or manageable, you only need to let your child know. Give, give the child a short notice in a nice tone. Darling, practice time. Or you might call it in a different name. Some children don't like the word practice. I found out that even some parents have not so good connotation with the word practice. So you can call it playing time or piano time or violin time. Choose the word that creates a pleasant response in you and your child. So in that case, you just um, declare, darling, practice time in five minutes. You might even sing it. Practice time in five minutes. And then when practice time comes, you might say, practice time, practice time, with a smile on your face. That's really tempting. It's much more soothing to the ears than a bell, I believe. But some people like, prefer to put, it, to put a timer. If your practice happens at the same time every day, your child will start associating the activity before with the beginning of the practice. For example, let's say breakfast and then you go for practice. So your child is ready towards the end of breakfast breakfast, to pick up the instrument or to go to the instrument if it's piano and to start the practice because they're connected. Remember, everything that is done as a habit avoids arguing. I would believe that your child does not argue every morning whether to brush teeth or not. Or you might tell me that I'm wrong. Number two, the next thing we want to talk about time and practice is how long. 
How long to practice? This is a question I'm being asked a lot in workshops, courses, and seminars. The reason we started this theme was talking about pleasant practice in the first week is that if things are not pleasant, we would not persevere. And it's not just for children. It's for all of us. We will not go for a long time or create a habit with something which we suffer in, with, with something which is too painful for us. Number one, pleasant atmosphere in practice needs to be established before considering the length of practice time. Number two, the next thing to, con- to consider is concentration. You would not let child stay in the practice session when you see that concentration is not there. Suzuki words are, when the child looks up, the lesson is over. That refers also to practice. If you make your child stay at the instrument when there's no concentration, you only teach them how to not concentrate. They become good in avoiding instead of engaging. So first you want to build the routine and daily practice and only then you add the time length. And now this is really important, very, very important. So put the time length aside until you can see that the previous factors are in. If your child has established the ability to concentrate for a period of time, and your teacher would be the one to help you define when it is, when it is happening, then you want to start looking at time length. For example, in my piano teaching, in my piano studio, when a child finishes book one, they are capable of playing the whole book, the whole of book one, or most of it, in one sitting. So in one practice session, they can play all the pieces in the book. Now, please note that this ability has been developed gradually in a nurturing way, not in a forceful way. So 20 minutes of sitting time is already there when they finish book one, sometimes even more. If they cannot sit for 20 minutes, they will not be able to play all the songs. So when they move to book two, and then they start, usually they start then the music reading program, plus playing more and longer pieces, then I would encourage parents to make the practice session longer. If they practice, let's say, 20 minutes or 30 minutes every day in book one, we would start extending the practice to 35, 40, and so on. And again, we will do it gradually, as needed, observing the child as we go. I would like to finish with the words of Dr. Suzuki. If one child practices 15 minutes a day and another child practices three hours a day, it takes the second child three months to accomplish what the first one accomplishes in nine years. Most people would say the second child was more talented than the first. This, of course, is not true. He or she 
has simply practiced more. End quote. This will finalize this particular series of Back to the Groove. In coming episodes, we will continue to explore topics about Suzuki learning, Suzuki teaching, and so forth. I welcome your questions. You could leave a voicemail. Please see the link in the show notes. I would appreciate also if you write a few comments and rating in iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. As with the algorithm, podcast needs this, sorry, as with the algorithm, I always say this word and I get lost, with the algorithm that podcasts need, this kind of engagement, comments, and rating helps the podcast to stay where they are and not die. Thank you for helping me. May you be safe and well with music and love.